Hey everyone, this is Achute Tabava from Nightlight Astrology, and today we are going to take a sneak preview of Venus's upcoming square to Saturn, which is followed almost immediately by a trine that Venus is going to make to Pluto. It's a sequence that happens really quickly within about three days. Uh, we're going to be feeling the buildup to this sequence as the week goes on. So coming through the middle of the week right now seemed like a good time to uh, take a look at it and give you a few things to watch for. Because this is not just one archetypal combination, I'm going to give you a little bit more. Uh, I'm going to make some broad sweeping generalizations about what to watch for than I would if, say, we just sat and turned the jewel of Venus and Saturn, which I'm hoping to do later this week. So <clears throat> when it comes to a closer and more in-depth look at Venus and Saturn, you can expect that a little bit later. First, I just want to kind of prepare you for this sequence of transits and what to expect from it, more broadly speaking. So that is our goal for today. Before we continue, don't forget to like and subscribe, share your comments. All of that helps the algorithm pick up on this channel and spread it to more people who are out there searching for astrology content. It means a lot to me. It's part of how I grow my business and share this good content with other people. Hopefully it's good content. You can always find transcripts of my daily talks on my website, nightlightastrology.com. Uh, so if you ever want to reread what I've said and reading is better for you for whatever reason, you can always check that out. So today, uh, let's pull up the real-time clock and go ahead uh, and uh, try to draw out for you the upcoming connection. <clears throat> First of all, June 15th, Wednesday, you can see Venus connecting with Saturn about four degrees off. Once Venus gets into the three-degree range, that's really when things start heating up. So if we are looking at <clears throat> the three degree range comes in by Thursday, June 16th, and then we are going to see Venus squaring Saturn by June 18th. So let's pull it forward. Here's Saturday. And on Saturday, Venus is at that 25th degree, moving through the square to Saturn in Aquarius. Now, very closely, this is by Saturday, you're going to start feeling it really by tomorrow. You might even be feeling it already a little bit. Then we have Venus trining Pluto. This is Venus in Taurus, making the square to Saturn in Aquarius. And then right afterwards, by the 21st, just a few days later, you're going to see this is by next week, but you should be feeling it over the weekend, which is why we're taking a look at it now, kind of giving you prep for the next week ahead with this Venus transit. Now let's, you can see Venus is separating within that three degree range. And at the very uh, outside of that range, Venus is also, uh, Venus is also making a, uh, excuse me, a trine to Pluto. So here you can see Venus just passing through a trine to Pluto as it's at the edge of the three degree separation range from Saturn. So it's back to back, Venus square Saturn, Venus trine Pluto. Now, given that that sequence is uh, pretty intense, I want to look at what you can expect from it sort of generally, given the whole thing, not just the Venus-Saturn square, not just the Venus-Trine-Pluto. We're going to treat it kind of as one movement. <clears throat> I also want to point out that in ancient astrology, you can tell because if we look at the aspect between Saturn and Venus, the Venus aspect goes out to the right-hand side of Saturn. If you imagine Saturn looking into the middle of the wheel, if the aspect is going to Saturn's right all the way up to the opposition of Leo, any aspect that Saturn makes from Aquarius all the way uh, on the right-hand side, that would be Aries, Taurus, and Gemini, 
the planet in Aquarius will be in what we call the superior position. <clears throat> means it, it exerts its influence more dominantly over Venus than Venus does over Saturn. And so you can think of this as a Venus who is passing through a temporary range of Saturnine limitation. And that can be a good thing. It can be a challenging thing. Often with a malefic like Saturn, it's going to be, there's going to be some edges. That's a well-dignified Saturn. So there might be some really good things about this too. And we'll try to cover that. So imagine that Venus is just moving along, you know, in her own home sign, grazing in the Taurian pastures, you know, and then, and then it hits a square. And then Saturn so suddenly starts exerting this powerful influence over Venus, starts impressing itself upon Venus. Then right as that impression is starting to wear off, almost immediately, Venus hits a trine to Pluto. And the trine to Pluto, Pluto's in the superior position uh, as well, but we don't really, I don't really use the superior inferior distinction with outer planets in my practice. But either way, the trine is of the nature of Jupiter. So we have a very powerful and positive kind of connection between Venus and Pluto coming right off the edge of what might be a more challenging and dominant Saturn square. So this goes on again, if we look at the sequence, just to kind of refresh on that altogether, we're looking at Venus squaring Saturn by the 18th and then by the 21st, Venus trines Pluto. You are gonna start feeling this as early as tomorrow, which will be the 16th. So, you know, you could be feeling it today, Wednesday, um, but you'll notice this kind of going all the way through next Tuesday, basically. So the sequence takes a minute to play out, and it's 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 quite powerful in my opinion. This is one of uh, one of the more powerful moments for Venus in the year because Venus also last weekend just went through a conjunction with Uranus, uh, right? Not too far from the eclipse degree of late April that uh, happened in Taurus as well near Uranus. So <clears throat> there's a lot of shifts around Venus. Venus has a lot to say right now at this time of year. Um, for example, in the news, there's been a lot surrounding women uh, and children um, and pregnancy and, um, uh, you know, um, what, what am I thinking of? Uh, baby formula and uh, tampon shortages or something like that. So, it, I mean, just from afar, not that I'm getting, uh, have a lot to say about the collective um happenings right now or have any judgments or conclusions to make about them, but you will see that Venus is very much in the news right now. And this is because we've had this very strong Taurian eclipse with Uranus, followed by a very empowered Venus going through the conjunction with Uranus. Um, and now we have some, uh, a very powerful sequence of sort of capping off Venus's journey through Taurus. Personally, that could be about relationships or sexuality or love or desire or how you relate to the senses or the material world or the things that you want or the things that you have. Uh, what does peace, stability, and enjoyment look like? What does it mean to be an embodied person? What does it mean to be a lover? Any any of those Venusian topics or, you know, topics related to women uh, in general or the goddess, those could be, you know, for each one of us, that could look a little bit different. But Venus has definitely played a large role in the um, astro news of the past, I'd say since late April. So given all of that, the square to Saturn and trying to Pluto as Venus sort of caps off her run through Taurus, where we've 
had the eclipse is a big deal. Just to kind of give you a feeling for why I think this sequence is more than just your average sequence. So here's what to watch for. There's just three things that I imagine are going to be a big deal. <clears throat> One, let's call it, let's, and I'm simplifying this, but let's say the desires of Venus will be checked or suppressed by the rationality of Saturn. You have Saturn in an air sign, you have Venus in an earth sign. Venus in an earth sign, especially co-present with Uranus, having just gone through the conjunction, is sort of like free your body. You know, it's like the intelligence of your sensual nature. Free your body, let your, let your animal body desire and feel the joy that it is, you know, meant to feel. That's kind of Venus in all of her glory and the desire for freedom that uh, is coupled with Venus right now through Uranus. Okay, so if, if that's what Venus is all about, then she's walking through a square with Saturn that, by the way, has been there since Venus entered Taurus by whole sign. It's now just getting amplified. Then what are the current things that are trying to suppress Venus? Laws, restrictions, judgments, um, the rational mind that says, oh, you know, your desires or your senses aren't to be trusted. They're bad. Um, so anything that would try to suppress Venus, anything that would try to suppress the goddess, try to suppress love or sexuality or the human, the human experience of enjoyment or pleasure, uh, especially the, the, combination of freedom, exploration, experimentation, joy, sensuality, anything that's trying to put a damper on those things or that may actively be trying to suppress or condemn those things could be represented by this upcoming transit of Venus to Saturn. So you have that working right now uh, as a, a real potential in the sky. And to me, like probably not the most, this is probably the dark side of the transit. Anything that is trying to actively suppress Saturn, especially through Saturn and Aquarius types of things, which would be very rational, controlling, systematic, um, heavy-handed, austere, strict, conservative, rigid, uh, fanatical thinking. Um, and yes, there is a very good reason why Aquarius is, can be Aquarius, can, not Aquarians, but Aquarius as a sign, and Saturn in Aquarius is in fact associated with those mechanisms of control. Uh, there's sometimes, because of modern astrology's emphasis on, you know, uh, placing Uranus in the sign of Aquarius or Aquarius is the, you know, the age of Aquarius. Um, sometimes, uh, I, I personally don't, uh, those are not the associations with Aquarius that I personally use. There's a lot of good things about Aquarius, but I don't see it as the home of Uranus. I don't give outer planets rulerships in my practice. That's, you know, unique to me. And I certainly wouldn't die on a hill over any of this, you know, but to me, Aquarius and Saturn in Aquarius can be um, fanatical and, uh, you know, at times overly, overly rationalizing, systematizing and, and other things that are troubling, in addition to some really great things. Uh, if you actually wanted to hear me say more about Aquarius, if you go back in my talks, there's a talk that I gave called The Meaning of the Sun in Aquarius. That's a pretty good one in terms of just um, going more 
deeply into the archetype of Aquarius or look at Venus and Aquarius. Um, that, that's kind of an interesting talk I did as well uh, that might give you a feeling for the Venus Saturn combination that is sort of present in the sky right now too. But let's say that Venus has some wild unchecked desires that are not so healthy. Let's be real. It's, it's not like there aren't problems with our desire body or the animal instincts or the pleasure drive. Um, if you eat too much, if you don't, if you're not, if you don't, I don't know one religious or spiritual tradition on the planet that hasn't talked about a middle path, the golden sweet center. You know, it's like, don't eat too much. Don't sleep too much. Don't drink too much. You know, don't have sex too much. Any of which, if you do, will actually ruin your ability to actually taste and appreciate things. It's kind of like, um, if you, for example, uh, you know, if you, you know, back in the day, I remember when I had problems with substances, you will notice anyone who's ever had problems with substances will know this truth that it often takes more and more and more of the same thing that was getting you high to get you high until eventually you don't even really get high anymore from the thing that you're taking in and it becomes something that actually just makes you feel bad. I mean, no, that's a kind of maybe an oversimplification, but Venus has to be checked sometimes. Or if we if we relate Venus to the desire desire body or the the drive to be you know to, for satiation to to be happy and to enjoy, um, there is sometimes uh, you know Venus has gone too far. You've spent too much on credit cards, or you've uh, put too much stock into your appearance, or you know whatever. Sometimes that. So it's possible that right now Venus is going to get a heavy get gut check from Saturn on like, see the bigger picture. You know, not everything that glitters is gold and sometimes the glitter wears off. Saturn to Venus is the, you know, the reality of aging. You're not going to look good forever. You don't, you know, you, 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 you're, you're, you know, what is, there's different level levels and layers of, of beauty. Um, so you know, sometimes Saturn's Venus, Venus will um, go through a check from Saturn that says, don't be so superficial, don't be so materialistic. Uh, Venus Saturn can also be the mark of an outsider. Like Saturn comes along and says, why don't you take interest in, or maybe you'll find, you will find yourself being attracted to something that's very different. Saturn was related to outsiders outcasts, uh, people who feel alienated or other or separated or even ostracized. Venus Saturn may fall in love with the outsider. Venus could fall in love with the bad boy. Venus and Saturn could have an experience of what it's like to, rather than being the popular girl, let's say Venus and Taurus is the popular girl, of what it's like to be a part of a marginalized group. You know, so these are all things that can come up that might check Venus or offer Venus some kind of bigger picture or insight. And that could be a very good thing. But watch for the suppression, because I think that's a very real possibility as well. In the practice of bhakti, nothing in this world is condemned. Everything, if it's understood in the light of divinity, is able to be appreciated and understood as a gift or understood as something to be um, 
you know, given back in, in, in service or to be like, for example, you know, just because this material world is temporary, what are we supposed to do? You know, not be attracted to the smell of lilacs, you know, you know what I mean? So what I love, I've always loved about bhakti yoga is that it's like, no, you know, smell the lilacs and know that you're, if you do so and know that you're smelling Krishna and, and Radha, smelling the romance of their love in springtime, that's uh, sort of a, that, that's, that's the, um, what could be more beautiful than that, you know? So at any rate, there's always the right relationship with the things of this world that are meant to be enjoyed and to bring us into the heart of divine enjoyment, divine bliss. And sometimes it's about figuring that out. And sometimes it's about checking certain things. Um, and sometimes it's also about, you know, honoring where we are at. Repression accomplishes nothing, uh, as he says that in the Gita. So watch for those things. This is especially as Venus is squaring Saturn by June 18th. The other theme that could come up would be the maturation of Venusian themes. Let's say in particular relationships. Venus goes through a square to Saturn and you find that you're having tough or difficult conversations, but they're the grow you up kinds of conversations. Venus squares Saturn and you're going through uh, heartache, loss, difficulties, um, but your, your, your true bonds, the people you really care about, sisters, friends, lovers, whoever they may be, those bonds grow tighter and, and deeper and more serious. We grow each other up in love through the heartaches that we endure together. There's nothing like shared heartache to deepen the heart connection to each other. It's a weird thing. Not that we go looking for pain necessarily, right? But it's like that. that's how it happens, doesn't it? I can honestly say the difficult times that my wife and I have gone through with things in our lives, both of us have seen our parents go through divorces, um, you know, seeing each other through tough times has been, you know, I would say equally as important as any of the romantic intimacy that we've, that we've shared, you know, falling in love or, or, you know, the, t the times that are sweet, you know, it's like the times that you learn how to suffer and, care for each other through heartache and pain, tough decisions. Uh, those Venus-Saturn themes are like the slow aging of the wine. And so anything Venusian that is becoming more mature, deeper, more committed, more serious, that would certainly fit under this aspect. And then third, this is when Venus hits the trine to Pluto right afterward. So you think of this roadblock for Venus. Maybe it's a very positive one. Maybe it's a check on Venus. Maybe it's Venus is being suppressed and you're having to work through it. I mean, wh whatever it is, positive, negative, or somewhere in between, whatever Venus is going through with Saturn, it is immediately followed by this very positive and powerful trine, this cathartic energy, uh, transformation or a release of pent-up energy. So you think about catharsis, transformation, uh, regeneration, uh, release of things pent up in the unconscious or physically or emotionally pent up. So you can also think about this in terms of a uh, the maturation of Venusian themes, the challenge or check on Venusian themes, followed very closely by what might be like, um, how can you put it, like a uh, something that would be akin to um, 
a a release. So it's it's like okay, first Venus is going through a, a real check and a hardship, and then almost immediately there is some very positive and transformative release uh, related to it. And so I see this sequence ultimately is very positive, but because that release, although it's positive, you know, it is Plutonian. So this is quite a sequence for Venus overall. I don't have a lot more to say about the trying to Pluto other than that whatever gets stuck is pretty quickly being processed and released. And I think in a pretty positive way. So that's what I'm seeing between now and that. Remember, that is Venus trying Pluto on June 21st. So that's what we're looking at for like the next week. Uh, that's what I've got for today. Don't forget to like and subscribe, share your comments, click on the notification bell for updates once you subscribe. That'll give you uh, access to um, the latest talks or when I go live. You can always find a transcript of my daily talk on the website, nightlightastrology.com. Not too late to join the new classes, by the way. If you want to, you can always check it out on the website, nightlightastrology.com, or email us info at nightlightastrology.com. All right, that's what I have for today, and uh, we will see you again soon. Take it easy, everyone. Bye.